We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Becoming a parent is a joyous time for many young couples, and at the Countess of Chester Hospital's maternity unit, hundreds of babies were brought into the world to awaiting parents. Fresh, innocent faces that would have so much to look forward to in their bright futures. But between 2015 and 2016, there was one young woman who would decide that some of these young lives should be extinguished. This week, we talk about the ongoing case of Lucy Letby, um, now thought to be the UK's most prolific killer of children. Welcome, fellow spooks, to this episode of Horror House. I'm Amy. And I'm Dom. And thank you for joining us today. Um, we know you have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts. Um, and I'll be darned if it's ever said that we don't appreciate the hell out of you choosing ours. So thank you very much for being here. Dom, how are you, my dear? I'm good. I I like how that is becoming more of like a an airline announcement where they're like, we know that you have a choice of airlines yeah. to fly with, but we That's are very happy that for. you have chosen. <laughs> yeah, thank you for... Horror um, House the, Airways. You know, deconstructing my joke there i really appreciate it um the exes are here here i know i've noticed that i do it as well yeah it happens um it's true though like we we do appreciate people being here and there are a lot of podcasts out there a lot of true crime podcasts covering a lot of the same things we do but you're here and you're listening and we fucking love that for you congratulations you've made good choices absolutely yeah absolutely um but i'm i'm good um the Disney Blues, I think, have just about worn off. Just I say just about. They haven't. Yeah. That's not true. That's a lie. Um, but <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm good. It's It's been a while since we, we recorded together, so I'm very excited. You've chosen a hell of a case um, to do yeah. for our first episode <laughs> together in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. I did kind of think, oh, maybe I should do something, you know, nice and easy light-hearted for the first one back in a few weeks considering that I've basically not been recording due to my you know ongoing depression and anxiety um but instead what I thought I'd do was just dive straight in and you know fuck shit up um go for something that not not only incredibly depressing incredibly sad and incredibly horrific but also ongoing and therefore probably not the easiest thing to talk about um because do you know what I like a challenge why not Exactly, exactly. Um, but no, I'm, I'm glad to, to be recording again. Um, it's, it's, I said, it's been a minute, so I've missed your face and I've missed you and I've missed recording with you. So I'm very happy. Also, also, um, we talked about it the other day. The YouTube channel has now surpassed yeah. 50 subscribers. I think we're on 51 subscribers <laughs> now. Oh, which yeah. is crazy. This is going to sound like a really dumb thing to say. And <laughs> like don't don't hate me for this i can't remember if i subscribe to the channel or not so i you might have... not be one of those 50 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> i think i did i'm pretty sure i did you have yeah yeah you have okay okay that's you, I, think... I, I was starting to feel a bit bad i hadn't subscribed to you know our own youtube channel but if i'm there then we're all it's all fine i think I you might have been like things, the you know? first subscriber i think you might have uh, been the first yeah. one 
or one of the first ones. I did that so um, that when we make it big, I can be like the hipster that goes, oh, I was there from the start, man. <laughs> and and like, we can just ignore the fact that I'm a co-host. Like, that doesn't matter. We'll just, you know. It's a different Amy that co-hosts. Like, mm. different Amy. Yeah, we just happen to look very similar. Exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a doppelganger. <laughs> it's your doppelganger that her co-hosts. Um, yeah. But no, it's, uh, it's very exciting. Um, and to be honest... I didn't subscribe to our own YouTube channel straight away. So don't feel bad to think that you didn't do it straight away because I don't think I did. Um, Maybe sometimes. I know. I know. Terrible. Terrible behavior. But yes. um, Thank you to everyone who's subscribed. Um, We we love you. We we appreciate you. Um, Turning you right right into my camera. We love you. We appreciate you. I know that sounds okay. very culty. I'm sorry. Just realized that sounds extremely culty. <laughs> I mean, we're not indoctrinating anyone. I think it's fine. <laughs> but no, it's it's very, very much appreciated. Yeah. We appreciate every single subscriber and every single view. Yeah. And there's there's a good amount of views now. So it's it's exciting times and it gives us the drive to keep doing it and to keep putting them on YouTube. So thank you. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, definitely not so, cult. yeah we're we're a we're a happy family oh no that sounds oh god that sounds that's so much worse. like a cult yeah no <laughs> just stop dom have you been following the lucy letby case have you been have you turned on the news at any point in the last month so i haven't been following it in depth but i have been um sort of keeping up with it here and there on on the on the old on the old interwebs um and i didn't realize that it was f- as far back as like 2015 2016 i thought yeah. it was i didn't think it went as far back as that but yeah i haven't looked at it in great depth but i've been keeping tabs on it every so often yeah so obviously we'll go over sort of the timeline and everything that happened 2015 and 2016 is when the crimes or the cases the incidents actually took place um, nothing really came out about it until sort of twenty seventeen, and then ongoing recently um, with the trial, which took place at the end of twenty twenty two and into the start of this year. So it's not been necessarily public for that long, but the incident happened as far back as yeah. twenty fifteen. Got you. So got you. That that's maybe why. <clears throat> um, what I will say is that. As a bit of a caveat with this episode, um, the Lucy Letby case is ongoing. Um, it's one that has multiple incidents and further incidents are being investigated. Um, so at the time of recording this, everything is factually correct, um, but things might have changed by the time you listen. To be honest, they're changing daily in this case. It's it's pretty landmark in terms of you know uk law and a lot of the things that are happening in recent years so by the time this episode goes out on friday it could even have changed so don't you know don't hold me hold it against me if anything's you know shifted um but also another thing to remember is that this isn't a pleasant topic to talk about um it's not one that's not going to trigger people 
Um, so this episode does come with trigger warnings. We will be talking about infant death. We will be talking about child abuse. Um, so if that doesn't sound like something you want to listen to and want to know about, then we will not be offended if you if you drop off right now. Like if you want to just go and listen to one of our other episodes, go and listen to something a bit more historical that hasn't happened within your lifetime that isn't still happening in terms of the trial and the aftermath, then honestly, feel free. We won't hold it against you. Um, it's, I think, yeah. one of the very, very few outlines for an episode that that got to me. Um, and as we all know, I'm a heartless bitch. So it's probably quite surprising that that's the case. It gives you an indicator of um, of how bad it actually is. So feel free to dip out and, and we won't we won't judge you for it. We'll we'll let you back next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um and the the lovely dashing dynamic um debonair I th- I think I've covered all the ones that Leo and Steven said to to use to describe them. Um the lovely <laughs> All the ones you were paid duo, for, yeah. 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 Um the lovely duo at Spores of Horror very kindly sent an episode for us to use for a bonus episode so if you want to listen to something a little bit lighter you can always listen to that so yeah as amy said we won't begrudge you if you if you don't really want to listen to a super super heavy episode we'll we'll be right there with you but if you are deciding to stay then let's dive in and let's let's do this together let's learn about what's going on so Lucy Letby was born on the 4th of January 1990 in Hereford, in Herefordshire, in the UK, um, the only child of a finance manager and an accounts clerk. She was educated at Aylstone School and then Hereford Sixth Form College. Um, she had a very, very difficult birth herself. Um, she often told friends about it, and according to one such friend, she was, quote, very grateful for being alive to the nurses who would have helped to save her. Um, This, the friend states, had led her to want to be a nurse herself all her life um, and that, quote, everything that she had, that everything that she did was geared towards that ultimate goal of becoming a nurse. Um, Let me pursued her education in nursing, sorry, at the University of Chester, where she also worked as a student nurse during her three years of training, carrying out placements at Liverpool Women's Hospital and the Countess of Chester Hospital. Um, Letby was the first member of her family to study at university and graduated in September 2011. Um, a friend described her as, quote, quite awkward and geeky. That is also when I graduated. And when mm. I read that, it was it made me feel very old. All of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, is that really when I graduated? That's um, that's depressing. And, and to, yeah. to all the... All the people that I've flirted with and told that I'm 25, um, don't don't do the maths. <laughs> yeah, just it's fine. We don't need to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I <laughs> I I graduated like two weeks ago. I'm just just uh, just saying. Yeah. So you're 21, right? Yeah. yeah that's how it yeah, works. Yeah. Just ignore how just ignore how old I am. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't need to think about that. Nobody needs to know. You know you're only as young 20... as the man you feel, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm I'm. I, I've been 21 for about 10 years now, so. Yeah, nice. It's a, it's yeah. a good age. It's a great age. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, Let me began working as a registered nurse at the neonatal unit of the Countess of Chester Hospital in 2012. 
Um, in, tw- in a 2013 staff profile, she said that she was responsible responsible for, quote, caring for a wide range of babies requiring various levels of support and that she enjoyed, quote, seeing them progress and supporting their families. Um, Letby also took part in a campaign to raise funds for a new neonatal unit at the hospital. Um, parents that had dealt with her always noticed that she chatted happily about her life um, that she enjoyed telling them about how she was single and she was happy being single. Um, which is a weird thing to tell, I think, new parents, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, she was single and ready to, to mingle, apparently. <clears throat> yeah, it's, I don't know really how that comes up in no. conversation <laughs> with parents that you're working with and looking after their baby, but apparently she found yeah. a way to, to squeeze it in. It, it's very much like, yeah, it's very much how do you sort of drop that into conversation without that being sort of brought up by the other party? Are you? Is she literally just like, yeah, you know, having having like a a normal conversation, and then randomly, she, all of a sudden, every time she's just like, oh, I'm single, and the other people are just like, I, I, okay, cool. yeah. Although okay. you know that friend did describe her as awkward and geeky, so maybe she's not a hundred percent, you know, clued up. Yeah, on maybe the, on the ways of the maybe. world. Um, but there we go, you know, Social at least skills. she's, yeah. maybe, maybe there's a reason yeah. she was single, you know what I mean? Um, aside no, from true. the obvious ones that we'll go into very yeah. shortly. <laughs> there are many reasons. Um, there are many reasons, but the right. fact that you're telling everyone every 30 seconds probably isn't the least of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Letby had two places, uh, uh, placements, sorry, at Liverpool Women's Hospital. The first being in late 2012 while studying and the latter being in early 2015. It was asked um, that she be removed from the latter placement, the 2015 one, um, while an investigation took place into her conduct while working. Um, She was moved around to various different departments um, before eventually landing in the Risk and Patient Safety Office, where she worked until her arrest in 2018. Um, Honestly, I've dived right in and said that she was arrested there. I don't think that's going to be a spoiler, particularly not if you're in the UK. You've probably seen it on the telly. Um, so, you know, if if you're in America and you've got no idea who this woman is, sorry, spoiler alert, she got arrested. Probably wouldn't be an but episode if she hadn't. To to be honest, I have a feeling like it's it might be kind of well known in America as well. Because a, a few sort of people that I've spoken to um have been like, Are you gonna American um, friends of the podcast have been like, are you going to yeah. cover the Letby case at some point? So I think it's it's starting to get a bit more well-known over there as well. I think it's definitely creeping over. I think it's a, it's definitely worldwide. Um, it's having, yeah. obviously, a massive impact in the UK. It's having a huge, you know, impact on the way that we treat criminals and the law and all kinds of things. But I think the gravity of the situation and the circumstances, particularly the victims, um, mean that this yeah. was never not going to be huge news across the world. So I don't think it's going to come yeah. as a shock that she was in fact arrested at some point. Yes. Um, it was a, when Letby had qualified to work in the neonatal and infant care units in 2015 that the suspicious events had begun. Um, Letby had told others that she found non-intensive care work, quote, boring and sought the action of the intensive care unit. Um, when she was moved to day shifts, the suspicious incident notably moved um, from occurring overnight 
to happening in the daytime when Letby was working. As I say, her second placement, um, the one when she wasn't studying and she was qualified, took place in 2015. So we'll go over a timeline um, of the cases. And during this, I will be referring to the children as they were referred to in court, which was children's children, sorry, A to Q. Um, I'm not being insensitive by not giving out names. Obviously, I can't give out names because they're minors. Um, and that's how they were referred to in court. So that's how we'll, yep. we'll cover things. Cool. Um, the first notable suspicious incident um, was on the 8th of June, 2015, when child A, a healthy baby boy um, who was being cared for on the ward at 8pm when Lucy Letby started her shift. Um, by 8.26pm, Letby had called a doctor as the child's state was rapidly deteriorating. Um, the baby passed away less than half an hour later, um, just 90 minutes into Letby's shift. The doctor noted that the child had blue mottling on his skin, um, which was later determined to be a symptom of the babies who had been intentionally ejected with. Um, the day after child A's death, Letby searched on Facebook for the child's parents, which, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably that. not a great way to to not bring about suspicion to yourself. Well, yeah, it's it's not it's it's just not a normal thing to do, is it? You know, no. it's no. What? Why would you want to to do that? It's it's a very strange yeah. thing, um, but one that unfortunately does become a bit of a theme. Um, yeah, in the way that these things I've, happen. Because I've 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 seen that um, she did that quite a lot, where she would, you know. Where she would you know, unfortunately kill um, a baby, and then she would search for parents and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and like to me, that's just like classic narcissist, like classic narcissist. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, this is all speculation, but I would assume it would be to see their reaction, yeah. to see what they're saying about the situation. Yeah. Maybe to make sure that she's not being implicated in anything. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of reasons that you would do it, um, but not a lot of reasons to do it if you hadn't done something wrong. Is is yeah. my yeah. assessment? Oh yeah, of that absolutely. Situation. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The following day, on the 9th of June, 2015, child A's twin sister, um, child B, inexplicably collapsed and had to be resuscitated. Um, just a note. Not that I am, you know, insulting anyone's intelligence or anything like that. But collapsed in these instances is a word that I'm going to be using a lot. I don't mean that they were walking along at one day old, you know, and then they fell over. That's not the case. It basically means stop breathing um, in yeah. in infants, um, not actually, you know, collapse, collapsed. The child's parents had understandably, you know, they'd just lost a child the day before, been with her all day. Um, but were encouraged by the nurses, including Levy, um, to go home and rest um, before the baby's sudden collapse. Tests later showed loops of gas in the child's intestines, um, and as a result, it was later concluded that the child had also been injected with air, um, and the same blue sort of mottling um, was present on the child's skin. A few days later, so literally, you know, not even a week. Um, Child C, a boy who was seemed in good health, deemed to be, you know, a healthy baby, 
um, died very suddenly. He collapsed soon after a different nurse had left the room. Um, despite Letby not being the child's designated nurse, she was witnessed standing over the child um, when the other nurse had come back in as the alarm sounded. So the alarm sounded yep. Lucy was the one in the room. A week or so passes and on the 22nd of June 2015, um, child D, a baby girl, um, collapsed three times in the early hours and passed away. Um, those who attempted to save the baby noticed discoloration on the skin um, and a post-mortem x-ray showed a striking loop um, of gas in front of the spine, um, which was consistent with air being injected into the bloodstream. Mm. Um, the mother of the child noted that Letby was, quote, hovering around the family um, for hours before the child died. She was you know, not the assigned nurse, but she was she was constantly around the family and, and asking about the baby, which is perhaps a little bit Yeah. Odd. Yeah. And it's just it's just so fucked. Particularly if there is an element of premeditation at this point. Yeah. You know what you're gonna do. Yeah. Then befriending or trying to interact with the parents in any way is pretty pretty fucked. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the best way to yeah. describe it. At this point, I want to point out that um, we've had four unexplained collapses and deaths within the month of June 2015. Um, the reason that I point that out is because the previous year at the hospital, the entire year, there had only been three unexplained deaths and collapses. And there have been four in June 2015. Yeah. Just to, you know, take from that what you will. Um, yeah. But just, you know, straight up numbers don't lie, in my opinion. And that's not a great number to have to think. Yeah. Um, st statistics do not lie. Um, no. you, you, can't, you can't lie with, with straight numbers, can't you? No. And those are pretty shocking numbers. Um, there's yes. been more in a month than there have been in an entire year, the year yeah. before. Um, yeah. It's not. Or, it's not a good statistic. No. Or, or conveniently when Miss Lucy Letby was was around. And shift. Strange yeah. strange that. Very strange. Very strange. Um on the second of July, a doctor raised concerns over the sudden deaths and collapses, as she rightly would, given that there'd not been that many of the previous year and you've witnessed four in the last you know, month or so. They raised the concerns, however, no action was taken against Letby. Um and nothing formal was raised, but the suspicious death did stop for over a month. The next one didn't occur until the 4th of August 2015, um, when a mother walked into the unit to feed her baby boy, known as Child E, um, only to find Letby seemingly in the process of attacking the child. Um, the baby was distressed and bleeding from the mouth, with Letby, quote, faffing around and not really doing anything. Um, the child died shortly afterwards due to an internal bleed, um, as well as they would later find out an injection of air. Um, there were flecks of blood found in the child's vomit and they passed away pretty quickly after the incident. So, you know, she... <laughs> the death stopped for a month. I'm, I'm conscious not to say she took a break, which is what I would normally say in this sort yeah. of case 
Um, but the suspicious circumstances stopped for a month yeah. after yeah. concerns were raised, which is, again, if they... We'll go over in a little bit some of the ideas behind this case, some of the um, opinions that people have formed. Um, mm -hmm. But if you are one of the people who is of the opinion that she is guilty and she did do all of this, then I'd say that's your, you know, one of many smoking guns um, yeah. that could be used. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. On the 5th of August, so the next day, um, 2015, child F, who was again child E's twin brother, was being cared for in the same ward as one of B's patients. Um, the child suffered an unexpected drop in blood pressure and a surge in heart rate, um, which was later found to be due to being given an extremely high amount of insulin into the bloodstream, obviously insulin being the medication for diabetes, but etc. Um no babies on the ward at the time had been prescribed insulin, um, which, you know, is not an easy mistake to make. Um, yeah. Potentially yeah. a mistake. But when no one on the ward is being given insulin, what are you doing with insulin even on you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bearing in mind that insulin was kept in a locked cabinet in the nurse's station. That's yeah. not accident yeah. getting anywhere, um, especially no, no, on exactly. the chart, which it wouldn't have been. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and it, and it's not like she can even be like, you know, I I had it as a precaution because, like you say, one, it's going to be on their chart if they need it or not. So if they don't need it, then you're not going to need to carry it, and no one else needs it or no one else is having it. So that's another reason why you don't need to have it on you. Yeah. Exactly that. It's it's definitely um, it's suspicious, which is yeah. a word that's going to get banded around a lot. Um, again, as I mentioned before, it had become a bit of a pattern. Um, Letby would search for the parents of Child's E and F uh, multiple times on social media in the following months. It should be noted that at this time, I've not, I could have written pages on how many investigations internal investigations um individual suspicions were raised during this time um there were a lot of them people were doing their jobs um but at this point one of the consultants did make his feelings very clear to other people within the unit that let be should not be working there um okay but the the claims were dismissed and and, and she was allowed to continue working at that time on the 7th of September um, 2015, so just over a month later, um, it was Child G's 100th day of being alive. Um, and it was something the nurses were celebrating and they put banners up and, you know, had the parents in to, to celebrate that fact. However, on the same day, um, the baby collapsed just 15 minutes after Letby had been feeding her. Um, the child survived, um, but is now very severely disabled as a result of what happened. The baby was witnessed projectile vomiting blood um, and her heart rate and blood pressure were dangerously low. Um, it was later found at trial that the cause of the projectile vomiting was excessive overfeeding, um, which could not have happened accidentally because at that time the baby was being fed by a machine 
and not by a person. Um, yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't an accident. Um, it was later found that Letby had altered the baby's chart, um, amending her vitals. So it would seem that at the time of the collapse, um, she had been progressively getting, you know, worse and to a point where she would have collapsed. It was also noted that child G's collapse happened on the day that she was originally due to be born. So she was a premature baby. Um, mm -hmm. And on the day she was due to be born, that was the day that she collapsed and could have, yeah. you know, very easily died had it not been for, you know, doctors looking after her. This is a very long, long, long timeline, um, but one that is important to get through um, to understand the extent of all of this. Um, notice that I mentioned at the start, I would be referring to the children as children A to Q. Um, and on the 23rd of October, 2015, I'm only at child I. Um, he was a baby girl. She passed away um, on that day. Um, this was the fourth time that she had collapsed. And on the fourth occasion, Letby was found standing over her incubator. Um, obviously, she passed away very sadly. Letby had then decided that she would send a sympathy card to the parents of the child, um, which had turned Fuck out off, much Lucy later. <laughs> yeah, which it turned out oh later she actually kept photographs of on her phone. Um, she, she took pictures of the card before she sent it so she could oh. save them. Um, she also asked for time off to attend the funeral, which was denied. Um, obviously, it's not generally the the dumb thing anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. The child's mother also said that, yeah, this is one of the bits that I was a bit like, okay. Um, she said, let be her, quote, smiled as she bathed her dead daughter and offered to take pictures of her. Um, the child's stomach again was found to have contained air um, and her skin still had some of the mottled appearance as the previous victims who have, who are now known to be injected with air. Um, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It, let's bear in mind that this woman has been convicted. She's been found guilty. Um, and that is what we should base our assumptions when running through these facts on. Because, you know, yeah. that's the whole point of the justice system in the UK. You're found guilty by a jury of your peers. And that is the justice system that we have to trust in. So we should assume that this person is guilty. And yeah. given that assumption, the fact that you're sending a sympathy card yeah, to the parents of one of your victims say. on its own yeah. is sick. Yeah, the fact that you've kept yeah. pictures of it is even worse. Yeah. Like I just don't know what goes just, through someone's head. No, like you know, I can I can only think that it's partly what you said earlier, where you know the when she she visited the parents of one of them. Um, and you were like, you know, that was, that had signs of, you know, them, that she wanted to see their reaction and they, they wanted to see what they would, what they would do and, and, and stuff like that. I can only think that that's also why she would send them a sympathy card. Maybe she was like, you know, are they going to send me something back? You know, how is this going to make them feel like it's some sort of sick, yeah. um, some sort of sick pleasure for her mm. um 
and keeping photos of the card as well that you can like like what's she doing just sitting on her couch like going through her camera yeah. one night and and just looking at them for whatever reason oh and what what emotions is she feeling when when she looks at yeah. them you yeah. know it's it, it's definitely it's strange behavior no matter how you oh, look God, at it yeah, um i think even, even if you take the the stance that she's innocent then keeping a photo of a sympathy card is odd. Yes. You know, why, why yeah. would you do that? Why? Yeah. That's not a normal thing to do. Um, no. So it's definitely, as I say, very, very strange behavior. By April 2016, um, Letby had been moved to day shifts, as I mentioned previously, um, due to concerns about her and the suspicious collapses, unfortunately followed her. Um, on the 9th of April, twin brothers, child L and child M, suffered mysterious collapses within hours of each other. Um, child L had inexplicably high levels of insulin in his blood and child M had had air injected into his bloodstream. Um, although child M survived, he had suffered from brain damage and it was noted that child L had received twice the amount of insulin as child F who had survived the Jesus. dose given to him previously. So child F, one of the other twins that she had injected with um, insulin, survived that dose. He, he you know, he, it didn't kill him. Um, so it was doubled um, for child Jesus. M, who, who obviously did pass away. This was obviously a way of ensuring that that outcome would come about, which is, yeah. you know, pretty disturbing. Yeah. Um, on the 11th of May, um, a meeting took place again about the suspicious cases, about what was going on, um, but no action was taken. Um, nothing yeah. came of that. A month later, child N um, almost died after suffering trauma to the throat. The child was reported to have unusual swelling at the back of his throat, um, and his father had reported seeing blood splatter around the child's mouth. The final two cases um, occurred within hours of each other and happened on Letby's first shift back after a holiday to Ibiza, on the way back from which she had texted a colleague saying she would be, quote, back with a bang. <laughs> Again, that how you take that depends on your opinions on whether or not she is guilty or not guilty. But if she is guilty, which again, yeah. we have to assume that she is because she's been tried by a jury um, and found guilty, yeah. then that message is highly disturbing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and not only that, the fact that, you know, as you said, if we, if we go on the assumption that she's guilty and, and at the moment that's what she is, you know, she hasn't been proven innocent, um, even like going going to to live it up in ibiza after you've killed x amount of babies is something that i can't yeah. wrap my head around no no i mean even considering a holiday is you know it's yeah, yeah it's definitely not normal behavior no, um absolutely child not. o who was described as a perfect healthy baby boy collapsed suddenly um, he recovered but suffered two further collapses three hours later and passed away, um, the cause of which was found to be gas in his body 
and liver damage, which an independent pathologist would later describe as similar to if the child had been in a car crash. So, you know, Jesus Christ. pretty hefty hit um, yeah. to the liver. 13 minutes, minutes after child O's death, his siblings, uh, his siblings, sorry, he was one of triplets. So one of his siblings um, was being fed by Letby. Um, baby P or child P, um, when his diaphragm collapsed suddenly, um, doctors attempted to revive the child during which Letby was quoted as saying, quote, he's not getting out of this hospital alive, is he? Shortly after which the child passed away. That child was also found to have gas in his body. Yeah, the the she she really loves her sus quotes, doesn't she? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, granted, these quotes could be taken out of context. Um, you know, we don't know the situation surrounding them when she made them but they certainly don't sound good and when you consider the fact that we are assuming that she's guilty because she has been found guilty that quote is not an ideal one that you want associated with you if you are trying to claim that you're innocent um yeah so yeah, yeah not not great um those last two cases so so two of the the three triplets um were generally described as a tipping point um, and the final triplet was removed to a different hospital um, as Letby was now considered by other consultants on the ward to be a, quote, mortal danger to the child. So that baby was taken mm-hmm. to a different hospital pretty quickly. Three weeks later, in July 2016, um, Letby was removed from duty and the suspicious incidents miraculously stopped. Um, again, it's worth noting at this point that multiple internal investigations happened over the course of these two years. Um, you know, people weren't not noticing this. They weren't not raising concerns. People said things. And more often than not, they were either dismissed, no consequences came about as a result of them, or in some cases it was decided that the reputation of the trust of the hospital would be too damaged if it came out and turned out to be false. So nothing really came about. However, um, the internal investigations did bring about Letby's transfer to the patient safety office and away from clinical duties. Um, So away from babies, away from, you know, being an immediate danger into essentially an office role um which can only be you know a good thing right obviously that's good news um i'm sensing i'm sensing a a big butt coming and i like big butts but i don't know if i'm gonna like this one you're not gonna like this one um Uh, it's not an ideal one it's not a good it's a bad big butt it's not a good big butt it's a bad big butt um but in late july 2016 an appeal was put forward by Letby to return to neonatal clinical duties and it oh. was upheld. Um, it wasn't only upheld, but she was offered a placement on the neonatal unit at Alderhey Hospital in Liverpool, as well as opportunities to further her education with a master's while doing a placement there. 
as well as a written apology for having moved her really? from clinical duties in the first place. Oh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because that's that's oh, uh... yeah. It it it's pretty unbelievable considering what has now come to pass. Um, but oh. yes, she appealed the decision. She wanted to be moved back into you know caring for babies. You know, there was that quote that I mentioned earlier where she said she missed the action of the neonatal unit and, and that's what she wanted to get back to. Um, and that appeal, like I say, was upheld. Jesus um, Christ. It would not be until April the 27th, 2017, um, that the police would be involved when consultants met with them to raise their concerns. And it's worth noting that that date when the consultants raised those concerns was just six days before Letby was due to return to the neonatal unit as a result of that appeal. Um, so very cutting it fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she was very close yeah. to being back in that environment and potentially a danger to, to children. Yeah. Um, yeah. The involvement of police was publicly announced on the 17th of May 2017 and named Operation Hummingbird, which sought to determine that the death had been brought about by, quote, inflicted harm and not by natural causes. Mm -hmm. So that's the timeline. That is the incidents, the murders, the attempted murders um, of the babies. Um, yeah. I think on that note, it's be a good time for a break, wouldn't you say, Dom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need to make me, I need to make another cup of tea and... Yeah have a cigarette and go out into the street and scream a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> that was, it was a lot to digest. Um, Dom, I hope you're okay. Listeners, I hope you're okay. Um, I hope that that wasn't too, too heavy and that you were at least aware of some of it. Um, if you've been following this story, um, if you're finding this too traumatic, please, Please don't worry if you don't want to come back for part two. We will not be offended. It's fine. No. Um, but if you do want to, if you're feeling okay and you want to come back and you want to hear about Lucy Letby's arrest, about her charges and about the outcome of her trial, then please do join us back here in just a few. Dark Adaptation Podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Brianna, and our producer Dyson joins me while working the knobs. Our show explores all things macabre and mysterious. We're talking dark history, true crime, haunted places, you name it. While we typically dive into lesser known stories, we do cover well-known ones too. And for those more let's say popular cases we deliver so much information you're guaranteed to learn something new and sometimes we're even joined by our guest host steph who brings a cosmic twist to the show our other guest host Paige, joins us every other month to bring us into the world of cryptids and folklore tune in every monday for a new episode full of intrigue and entertainment Dark Adaptation Podcast is available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And next Monday, we'll catch you on the dark side. Hello. 
Hello and welcome to Hell No, a true crime podcast with your host, Lauren Lucio. Come hang out with me every Friday to catch new weekly true crime episodes. If you're new to Hell No, then there are many episodes to catch up on, such as episode 70, which features three different mysterious hotel deaths from around the world. The first case covered in that episode is a tragic and bizarre whodunit. The coroner and detectives almost missed the clues that pointed to the killer. Had it not been for a private detective hired by the deceased man's wife, this case would have had a totally different outcome. I can guarantee you won't guess what police missed. Find this episode and many more at Hell No, a true crime podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Or head on over to hellno underscore a true crime podcast on Instagram and follow the link in the bio. Thanks for listening and see you there. Welcome back and thank you for joining us again if you've made it this far. Um, I know that first half was really tough going. Um, it, it's not an easy thing to listen to and it's definitely not something to think about in a good way when you consider how you know recent it is is in living memory um for yeah. all of us um this case is one of the more harrowing ones myself and dom have covered certainly the most harrowing one that i've outlined um you know as i say i definitely it had an impact when i was talking about it we, we were just talking about it in the break and um dom mentioned the sylvia lichen case which is probably one that i listened to but I know was really harrowing for Dom and this one's having the same impact on me um and that being said Dom how are you doing are are you ready to to talk about this a little bit more I'm ready um yeah that was that was a a rough (laughs) one of the rougher first parts of an episode that we've done um but you know we we spoke about it in the break I think you know it's important that you know, we we give the attention to the victims and it's important that, you know, we, we as uncomfortable it is as it is to listen to, it's important that we that we really sort of drive home the facts as unpleasant as they may be. Yeah. Exactly that. Exactly that. And that's kind of why that that timeline that we went over in the first half is so important because it's I mean, when you think about it two well not even two years a year and a half essentially isn't very long for all of those things to have happened and it's it's important to draw attention to that and and bring context to it yeah um but the police did get involved um and the incidents stopped which is obviously the point that we left our story at um on the 3rd of july 2018 letby was arrested on eight counts of murder and six of attempted murder um, following a year-long investigation. On the 6th of July, um, Letby was bailed while police continued with their inquiries. Um, The reason for that was because a considerable amount of time had to be taken due to the unexpectedly large amount of document evidence that was found in Letby's home. Um, There were pages and pages of diary entries of handwritten notes, of post-it notes found in purses um, that she had kept and and made quite disturbing notes on. Um, one of these things included a diary um, with a colour-coded asterisk system 
which seemingly marked significant dates in the investigation, um, some of which were dates that babies had died. All of this was found in her in her house and in her parents' house in Hereford. And obviously, the police would need time to very painstakingly go through all of that evidence, to read everything, to make notes of the dates, the marking in those diaries, in order to build as strong of a case as possible um, for the Crown Prosecution Service. Mm. Um, there was so much evidence, in fact, that Letby was rearrested multiple times over the next year and a half um, because new cases kept you know, coming up and then the charges kept changing um, before finally being arrested and remanded in police custody on the 11th of November 2020. Um, charged with eight counts of murder and 10 counts of attempted murder. Um, let be denied all counts of both, um, blaming the deaths on hospital hygiene and staffing levels. Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm sure there's a connection somewhere there in her mind, um, but yeah. I'm, I'm not 100% sure what it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I'm not sure how hospital hygiene um, would result in babies having air in their system and no. lethal doses of insulin, but okay. Okay, Lucy. Me neither. Um, it's, it's a pretty uh, pretty weak, weak yeah. argument. Yes. Uh, maybe a strong one if you're arguing why you want to leave a job and get a new one, but not yeah. if you're, you know, supposedly killing babies. If you're defending um, yourself for murder, it's probably not. Yeah, a strong not one, not is it? not a great one. Um, let me trial began on, sorry, in October 2022, um, and it was during this that the true extent of her crimes was understood. Um, again, referring to her victims as child A through to Q. Um, the prosecution described Letby as quote a constant malevolent presence on the neonatal unit, um, and parents of the victims testified to Letby's unusual behaviour, um, you know, not seemingly doing anything while a child is suffering and, you know, excessively hanging around the families of the victims despite them not being yeah. her patient, that sort of thing. Um, Letby had often been found to be attacking babies, and when questioned by the parents in one incident of this, she replied, quote, trust me, I'm a nurse. Oh, really? Oh. Which, if you're sitting on that jury and you're leaning one way or the other, if the way that you're leaning is that she is guilty and she's just said to someone, trust me, I'm a nurse, you're not going to have a great yeah. opinion of this person. No, no, absolutely not. And And trust me, I'm a nurse means jack shit. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah, that, that's, nothing. yeah, no, exactly. Um, the parents of another baby that she'd been particularly fixated on um, mentioned that she was, again, this was, um, I mentioned this in, in the timeline mm. of cases, but that she was smiling um, as she described bathing the dead child um, and was talking about how much the child had loved it, which considering it was he had already passed away isn't a normal thing to say yeah um, yeah and again on their was, arrest was, it was found that she sorry go on no I, I was legit gonna be like 
how how could the baby love it it's dead and then i was like that probably sounds quite sensitive but still how could the baby love it it is no longer yeah, alive that makes no sense it's just just an odd thing to say a very odd thing to say yeah um and again a lot of evidence was found to suggest that she had kept the photos of sympathy cards that she has sent to parents which obviously we mentioned previously she also kept in communication with some of the parents um texting one quote how do such sick babies get through and others just die so suddenly and unexpectedly because if you lucy you fucking oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, uh, again the uh, the audacity um it's it's a pretty bold bold thing to say yeah um the audacity of this again yeah Again, she searched for the families of many of her victims on Facebook. Um, One was even searched for on the anniversary of the child's death. Um, And when asked why she did this in court, she couldn't explain it. Um, She didn't really have a good explanation as to why she looked for them at all, let alone on anniversaries of significant dates. Um, There is no good explanation. Like, There's there's no way (laughs) that she could give it a good explanation to that. Absolutely not. No, No, not at all. Not at all. Um, the defense painted Letby as a quote, dedicated nurse in a system which has failed. Um, but on the fourth day of her trial, a piece of evidence would be presented that would probably help the jury have made up their minds to quite a great extent. Um, the evidence was a handwritten note from Letby, um, from one of her diaries, which said, quote, I am evil. I did this. And that, quote, she killed them on purpose because she couldn't take care of them. It stated further, quote, I killed them and, quote, I'll never marry or have children. I'll never know what it's like to have a family. Okay. So that makes it okay then. Okay. Um, Also, like, if you can't do a job, then leave that job and do something else. Yeah, like, I, I mean, again, I, I don't want to like put ideas in people's minds. I don't, I don't want to, you know, sway things things either way. But as is often the case when we're talking about these things, I do like to play devil's advocate. Um, and she did write those things. You know, it's her handwriting, it's her diary. She wrote them. That's end of story. But. If you look at it from the perspective of she is a killer of children, she wrote these because she was proud of what she did, then yes, it is very damning. It is very upsetting and she's a psycho. If you look at it from the perspective of she is innocent, babies were dying while she was working on a unit, because of, you know, whatever reason, be it hygiene, be it diaphragm, whatever. But she had worked her whole life to become a nurse and was realising that she couldn't help these children. Then the way that you interpret those words becomes very different. Yeah. I killed them doesn't necessarily mean that she physically killed them. It could mean that yeah. she felt like she could have done more to help them. 
she feels responsible to an extent yeah. for their death. Maybe she didn't report that there was a low staffing level that day or that something hadn't been cleaned or whatever it was. You don't know the depth of the thought that went into her writing that. So yeah. that alone as evidence, I don't know if it would have been enough to convince me beyond a reasonable mm -hmm. doubt because that's how we convict beyond a reasonable doubt that she was guilty again yeah i think she probably is but that's me playing devil's advocate again and, and just putting that forward yeah you know i'd say it's it's probably this it, it's a it doesn't look good um no but at the same time context could it could go one way with context but it also you could look at it as a, at a different way um so yeah exactly that um the defense argued exactly that um that the notes were quote the anguished outpouring of a woman in fear and despair of what was being said about her um but further evidence would seemingly prove that that was not what it did um mm -hmm. letby was found to have kept medical documents um, such as resuscitation sheets and blood gas readings um, from the babies that had died. Um, and when she was questioned on why she did this and why she kept them, she said that she had no way of destroying them, despite the fact that her shredder um, was found in her home. So she did have a way of destroying them. Yeah. Um, the, shredder, the shredder wasn't well, working yeah. that day. The yeah. shredder was on the fritz. Obviously, the prosecution <laughs> argued that they were kept as some sort of trophy um, for what she'd done. Um, her diary was also introduced as evidence um, and contained the initials of the babies on the exact days that they had died. Um, it was mm -hmm. in this diary that she had the notes stating that she was evil and that she did this. Um, and these were deemed by the prosecution to be confessions of guilt. Um, Letby herself gave evidence um, in court in May 2023, breaking down in tears and claiming she was made to feel as though she were incompetent, but, quote, meant no harm. When asked why she wrote, obviously, the note saying that she was evil, um, Letby said, quote, I felt at the time that I'd done something wrong. I must be such an evil, awful person. I'd somehow been incompetent and had done something wrong, which had affected those babies. Right. She also said that okay. the allegations had very negatively impacted her mental health, um, saying, quote, I don't think you can be accused of anything worse than I just changed as a person. My mental health deteriorated. I felt isolated from my friends on the unit. From a self-confidence point of view, it made me question everything about myself, end quote. Yeah, it sounds like she's going... Uh a bit of a, a woe is me defense on that one it, maybe interesting that you say that dom because if you're listening to that and you're in the jury and you're thinking you know what maybe she does just feel guilty maybe this is yeah someone that's dedicated her life to helping children and you know she's getting very upset because she hasn't been able to do that um maybe you were thinking that until the prosecution point out that she only broke down when talking about herself 
and the impact that it had on her. Yeah. Um, when she was talking about the babies, uh, she didn't show any emotion in relation to their fate. Um, and obviously the prosecution said that that was a very telling, telling thing. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, like, I would have assumed that her emotion only came when she was talking about how this impacted her. Um, mm-hmm. It just, like, when you were sort of talking about, when you were reading out the quote, like, I just got this gut feeling and I was just like, this sounds like a sympathy vote. Oh, it's, this sounds like a sympathy, sympathy defense. Um. On July the 10th, 2023, um, the jury was sent to deliberate. One of the things that they perhaps had to maybe speculate on or definitely think about was motive. Um, And it's certainly something that I think a lot of people would question because why would anyone want to kill a baby? Um, And there's been multiple theories about what that motive could be. Um, The first of which the prosecution speculated on um, that perhaps let me enjoyed quote playing God and enjoyed the control she had over the baby's lives. Um, another speculation was that she had done it to garner the attention of a married male doctor who also worked on the ward, um, with whom she'd been having an affair. Um, let me obviously denied that. Um, she admitted that no, no, no affair took place. But, you know, maybe that's a reason that you would do it if if you're handling the death of a baby that was in your care. Maybe that would get you some attention from a doctor who understands that or, or wants to help you through that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can't really. <laughs> I'm not sure how I, how I could no. sort of be like yeah that's that's that just seems a bit outlandish you know yeah yeah i i mean i would agree but not outside the realms of possibility um another idea was that she had done it because of jealousy of the ability to of other people to have a family um this was fueled by the finding of post-it notes um in her purse after the killing which read quote, I killed them because I'm not good enough to take care of them and, quote, I'll never marry or have children. I'll never know what it's like to have a family. Um, So there's this idea that she obviously was single and supposedly happy being single but couldn't have a family, couldn't have a baby um, as a result of that and therefore she envied what these families had and and wanted to take it away. I can, to be honest, I can... I don't have like a, a hard time dismissing that as a as a potential motive. Um I I I don't know. Like I don't know. It it doesn't sound impossible for that to be a reason. It's a fucked up reason, obviously, don't get me wrong. Um but Yeah. I, I think the journey in your head is a questionable one. There, yeah. Personally, I'm not one of these people. I, I've got no maternal instincts whatsoever. Um, I have no desire to have a baby. But yeah. I know plenty of women that do, that are, are desperate to have children and, and want to be a mother very, very badly. 
what I can't understand is how removing that from other people benefits you and your situation. That to me, yeah. I mean, again, maybe this is thinking too logically. You know, I'm a sane human being. I don't kill babies. So maybe it's, you know, it's too logical. But that to me is more likely to result in something like kidnap. You know, you're handling babies. Yeah, you're looking no, after true. babies. What's to stop you walking out of the hospital with one if you want one so badly? Take one, you know? True. It, it doesn't, true. ending a child's life doesn't benefit you there. So I don't know, that was my main issue with, with that particular speculation on motive is that I think it's, it's very extreme. It's a very extreme reaction if that's what you want. Yeah. And no one's ruling out a mixture of these motives, you know. It could be one of these things. It could be all of these things. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, that for me is probably one of the maybe weaker ones. Um, yeah. One that's potentially a bit stronger um, is the idea that she was a copycat of Beverly Allett, um, who, if you don't yeah. know who that is, um, is a woman who in the 1990s had attacks over a dozen infants in her care um, in Grantham in England. And the methods used by her were almost identical. Um, yeah. In Alex's case, it had been suggested that she made the killing due to Munchausen's via proxy, um, a condition yeah. in which she would harm others to gain attention for herself. Um, but in terms of methods, in terms of obviously attacking babies, lots of comparison very very similar and you know i mean we're a true crime podcast we are not unfamiliar with copycat killers you know they're they're no. out there um yeah. so that one to me seemed perhaps a little bit more had a little bit more gravity yeah. to it yeah i i would agree and we spoke about it during the break um you know i said this is this is strikingly similar to Bevy at beverly Allett when you were talking about the timeline, um, there were yeah. so many of them where I was like, this is exactly what Beverly did. Like, this is exactly what Alec did. Um, um, and if if you are interested in hearing about Beverly Alec, we do have an episode. I, I did it a while ago now, so I don't know what episode number it is, but if you feel like you want to listen to that, I'm not sure why you would want to listen to it, but it's there. Um I mean, it's definitely it's, one to follow up this one with. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I can get, I can see that. I, I could even see how, just like with Beverly Munchausen by proxy was, was talked about. I could, I could see it with Letby, maybe. Yeah. It, it, I mean, yeah. when you look at the fact that she was trying to keep in contact with the parents that she mm -hmm. kept evidence of the fact that she was sympathizing with them that in court she she was only breaking down when you know she was talking about the impact it had on her and how her life had been affected by this when you look at that the attention she would get from those babies dying in her yeah. care i.e oh my goodness, that must have been so hard for you. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Do you want support? Mm -hmm. 
seems like perhaps the kind of attention that she, someone like her would maybe crave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and even if it's not Munchausen by proxy, I just, I feel like there's something there, whether it's a narcissistic personality disorder, whether it's um, some d- other sort of disorder, um, none are coming into my mind right now. Um, like, but that that it feels like there must be something there, like, like yeah. the the fact that there isn't some background of a of some sort of mental disorder, and she's there's nothing like that, and she's killing babies, like without any of that going on. I can't really. That doesn't seem like something I can grasp. I feel like there has to be something mentally wrong with her. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, Whatever the motive, whatever it was that that caused these events to happen, on the 18th of August, not that long ago, um, 2023, Letby was found guilty of seven counts of murder and of six counts of attempted murder. On the 21st of August, she was sentenced to life imprisonment with a full life order, um, which is the most severe sentence a UK court yeah. can give um, currently. Her being only the fourth woman in UK legal history to receive it. Um, yeah. It obviously, it doesn't happen very often, but this was one of the cases yeah. where they felt it was appropriate. Um, she's yeah. currently serving this sentence in Her Majesty's Prison, Low Newton, in County Durham in the UK. Um the result of these convictions is that it makes her the most prolific killer of children in modern British history. Um, because it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's a lot of, of victims. Um, I'm not sure, I can't remember that how many Beverly was convicted of. Oh, I can't remember it seems like, my head. Yeah, it seems like Letby was, was considerably more. I think it's um, more. I think it's more. She... She was sentenced on my birthday. Just realised. Awkward. <laughs> That's not a great thing. To I mean, there's literally no connection. Win, is it? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Could it's a day like... to remember at least. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know if, yeah. if when people are like, "Oh, you know, fun fact about your birthday." I don't know if I'm going to be like, "Yeah, Lucy Letby was convicted of killing multiple babies." I don't know if I'm going to use yeah. that <laughs> in conversation. To be honest. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, and whole life tariff um, seems quite just, to be honest. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. A heavy episode, but there is one more thing I want to touch on before we wrap it up. And again, what I'm about to go into isn't my personal belief. Um, I I don't know what I believe. I'm I'm keeping an open mind. As I mentioned, this is ongoing. Um, there's more evidence coming out. She's still being investigated for other deaths. Um, and she, you know, it's it's a very ongoing situation. Um, but what if she's innocent? What if she didn't do it? <sighs> so much of the evidence in this case is open to interpretation it's taken 
with a pinch of salt if you're already decided that she is guilty. The note in her diary, you know, I already touched on that. If, if you look at it from the perspective that she has killed children, they are very damning. They are confessions of guilt. They are exactly what the prosecution painted them to be. If you take it from the idea that she is a dedicated nurse, she is someone that has worked her entire life to become a nurse because she was grateful to the people that kept her alive as a child and that when these incidences are occurring through things that she couldn't necessarily prevent but could potentially have influence on, she could have spoken up about, then maybe that guilt is something that you write down in a place that you never think anyone else is going to find it. It's private. You don't think that someone's going to ever pull that up in court because you're accused of it. It's, I'm not sure there's enough evidence for me to be convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that she is guilty. Um, There is a very, very good article um, in, I think it's the Telegraph. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you Google it, I'm sure it will come up. Um, by Peter Hitchin, who said that he he believes Lucy Letby is guilty. However, he is keeping an open mind because if in five years, ten years' time, there's new evidence that emerges, physical, forensic evidence, that suggests that, in fact, she didn't do it, she didn't kill them, then he would much rather be one of the people that kept an open mind and that didn't immediately judge and throw, you know, all of the stones at her than one of the people that did and got it wrong. And I think that is where I would like to be on this as well, is that I? it's not up to me to judge her. It's not up to me to criticise what has been decided for her. Um, I think we have to have faith in the justice system because that's what it's there for. But Mm -hmm. if it turns out that it's not the case that she did this, then I don't want to be as wrong as some other people might be perceived to be. That's fair. That's fair. I I understand that totally. Um... Pretty, Pretty heavy standpoint. Also, another note on that is that there are a lot of people, friends, family, um, and then people that she worked with who saw her working day to day that worked with her on the unit that maintained that she didn't do it, that okay. she was innocent, that that's not her character and are saying it publicly. Now, when someone is accused of doing something so awful, in my head, you have to be pretty fucking sure that they're innocent to stand by them to that extent and come out yeah. it publicly. Yeah. Another note. She took the stand and gave evidence in her own defense. That is not something that any lawyer, pretty much anywhere in the world, is going to advise you to do if they believe that you're innocent. Or sorry, if they believe that you're guilty or that there's any question that you're not innocent. They're not going to get you to take the stand. And she did. Yeah. There's a lot of things that that don't add up. No, that's fair. But the only problem, and obviously there's always a problem, the only problem is that if it wasn't her, 
then how did they all die? Yeah, I think that's the that's the sticking point, isn't it? Yeah, because if it wasn't her, like she would, she was. If it wasn't her, then she was in the right place at the right time a lot. Yeah, and like, how many coincidences are there? Until you're like, okay, maybe these aren't coincidences anymore because the the common dem- the common denominator is that Lucy was there for every single one. Yeah. So, like you say, if it wasn't yeah. her, then who who else could it be? Um, but at the same time, I get that that people have an open mind um, about it, and like you say, you can you can. You can you you can be like, I think she's guilty, but maybe there's some evidence that isn't strong enough to me for me to be like, yeah, that proves it. Like, I think yeah. you can believe someone's guilty, but at the same time, also be like, well, yes, they probably did it, but at the same time, some of the evidence isn't massively strong for me. There are some things that are a little bit weak for example yeah 100 percent. it's um maybe we'll never know um in, in my head there's two possible outcomes that go on from now um before i go into those i'm not i'm just going to give a couple of very brief updates because there have been some since mm-hmm. um you know even i wrote this outline i'm talking like in the last couple of days um the first one being that UK legislation is looking to be changed as a result of this case, which is definitely something good. Um, Lucy was in court when she was found guilty, but Mm -hmm. she refused to go to her sentencing hearing. um, I did see something. Which was the point where her, the victims of, sorry, the families of her victims would have read out their statements to her directly. um, And she avoided there are now, you know, actions in place um, and being put into place that mean that criminals that have been found guilty will be forced to go to their sentencing hearings to give the victim Good. that closure um, and that opportunity. Good. That is something that is going to be made law in the UK as a result of this place, uh, this case, hopefully. Yeah. Secondly, um, as of the 25th of September, which um, is two days ago, um, the CPS, the Crown Prosecution Service, have confirmed that there will be a retrial on one of the six counts of murder um, of Lucy, which is due to take place next year. So by the time you're listening to this, if it's in a year's time or whatever, it might be that she wasn't convicted of six counts of murder anymore. It might only be five. Um, now, the reason that I do the update first is because Lucy Letby will be in prison for the rest of her life. Um whether that retrial is successful for her and she's found not guilty of it or not, she's never going to be retried on six counts of murder and therefore she will be in prison until she dies. Um, that's mm-hmm. just how it is. So in my head, one of two things could happen. Number one, she is innocent and something comes about in technology in in forensic methods that gives the ability to prove that 
that happened. You know, if you've seen Making a Murderer, Stephen Avery got off of his first charge as a result of forensic, you know, evidence being updated and improved yeah. and you know, it happens. In which case, I mean, she's been in prison for however long that takes for it to happen, but it's potentially overturned and she gets released. Mm -hmm. Secondly, which I think, given extensive knowledge that we happen to have of previous true crime cases, is probably the more likely scenario. She goes to prison. She's there for however long, a certain amount of years. And it gets to a point where it finally sinks in that she's not coming out and that her situation is only ever going to improve within prison if she offers police something that helps them with their investigations. In yeah. this case, confessions. Not yeah. only of the six murders that she's been convicted of, potentially five by the time this goes out, who knows, um, but of the murders she's been convicted of, but also of the other incidences that are currently being investigated that aren't yet attributed to her, maybe she'll confess to some of those as well in order to make her life in prison a bit easier. Um, she won't get out, but it might mean that she can be yeah. more protected or, or be a bit more comfortable. And those are the two things in my head that seem realistic yeah. going forward, that they could happen. Like I say, the second one a lot more than the first one, but who knows? Yeah. Plus, she's probably going to need a, a bit of protection in prison because, let's face it, baby killers don't normally do very well in prison. No, they do not. Um, no, they do not. So, oof. But, yeah, I, I would say the second scenario is probably a bit more likely um, than the first yeah. one. And if it is the case that she did kill other babies or she did attempt to harm other babies then that needs to go to trial it, it needs yeah. to be known yeah. because there are families of those babies that want to know why their child is dead or why their child is potentially you know disabled or or affected for the rest of their lives as a result of something that she did um yeah so I think trials in those cases are 100% valid and, and hopefully if the police do find anything as a result of their investigations, those trials happen. Heavy episode, Dom. Thanks for sticking through it with me. That's um, right. And listeners, thank you. for If you've made it this far, thank you. I, I know yeah. that this isn't yeah. an easy one. I, I won't lie, I had a few moments when I was outlining the episode where I had a bit of a cry and, and I questioned the state of humanity and the yeah. just, I questioned a lot of things. Um, so if you're still here, thank you for still being here. Um, Dom, I can't speak anymore. So please see us out and tell us <laughs> all of the ways that people can support us if they decide to. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I will. Um, I, I will sort of, put a little bit of my opinion um across i suppose please don't. um please don't i would i would probably say that i'm a little bit less on the fence with it i, I think I, okay. i'm i don't know if i'm gonna be like i'm gonna die on the hill that she's guilty but i would say like 90 percent of maybe 95 
percent is like yeah she's she did it um there there are just a few things that sort of sway me to be like she she did it um the the main one i think for me is is and this might you know might not be a, a strong sort of one to 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 use um but i think that the fact that if it wasn't her like she was there for every single death and i think that says a lot for me because if it wasn't her then who else would it be because she was the common denominator that was present for every single one of them um and obviously you could look at the diary in one of you could look at that in in two ways you could look at that as an admission of guilt you could look at that as you know she couldn't save them which is why she said that she killed them not that she personally killed them um but i mm-hmm. think like just just the fact that she 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 was there on every single occasion so i can't really think of I, the the question of if it wasn't her who else would it be is something that i can't really shake um and the looking at looking for the families on social media is something that sticks with me i think the sending sympathy cards and then taking photos of said sympathy cards there's something about those things that that just make me be like i can't see her being innocent but at the same time yeah. something could also come out because like you said this is an ongoing investigation it's not as though this is a a, a case from 20 years ago that is that is shut that is you know very much she is guilty there is no question of that it has been proven beyond all reasonable doubt i think because this is an ever-evolving case there's always going to be a bit of but what if she didn't do it because something i think it's unlikely but something could come out that proves her innocence Mm. or maybe not completely proves her innocence but also proves somewhat innocence if that makes sense yeah but yeah that that was my two cents i would say most of me says I, I, that to she, be honest she i think responsible yeah i i think if you spoke to anyone in the uk right now they will have some sort of opinion whether they've got a very small amount of knowledge whether all they know is the name and what she did or whether they've looked into it extensively, they will have an opinion on whether or not she's guilty. And that's one of the things that maybe influences people going forward, Um, maybe would influence a retrial if that ever were to come about. Um, And that's something that, you know, has to be taken into consideration. But yeah, maybe we do have very slightly different opinions, but that's always going to be the case you know until there's like hard concrete physical evidence that she did or didn't do it no one's ever going to be convinced yeah yeah and i think you know if i look into it a bit more extensively maybe that might change because i've i've not looked into it massively i've looked at some online articles and so i haven't you know, researched Lucy Letby extensively. So maybe that might change the mentality if I did 
you know really look into it um much more extensively than i than i already have um but yeah that's that's my thinking um but anyway enough of my ramble let's uh let's let's wrap this up um thank you for listening um it's been quite a heavy episode one of our heavier episodes um one of our longer episodes as well we're at one hour and 45 minutes of recording time at the moment um so we do yeah we do appreciate you um you know listening if you if you've listened to the whole episode if you listen to the first part and then we're like that is too much we totally understand absolutely um there are podcasts episodes that i've listened to of other shows that i've listened to the first part and then i've been like yeah i can't do the rest of this um so completely understandable you might be happy to know that next week's episode isn't going to be as daunting as this um thank god because i don't know if i could do another like (laughs) super super heavy i can't do this every week (laughs) i'm getting old um (laughs) the old kicker Um, can't take it yeah yeah that's it my blood pressure is high enough uh i don't need it to be any higher um so so yeah next week will be a little bit less heavy um it is going to be a mob episode um amy don't worry it's not going to be another 20 page outline like the first one was um this is going to be substantially less um intense because it's not like the whole history of the mafia um but yes, I'm very excited to talk about the mob again. I I have no intention of joining the mob, but I, I do love sort of mob content. Um, so very excited to talk about that. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to support us, there are many, many ways that you can. If you um, want to, so you can, you can uh, rate us um, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review. Um, on on apple Podcasts as well um subscribe to the youtube channel if you haven't already um we we are a budding little community at, at the youtube channel so if you haven't subscribed please do because you get to see our lovely faces as well as listening to our lovely voices so happy days um if you want to support us financially there is the buy me a coffee link um amy will forever be grateful uh, if you if you get her some coffees, she is a caffeine machine, um, so she will forever be in your debt. <laughs> um, plus, you know, it, if if you want to throw us a little bit of a little bit of financial good stuff, then you know you can hit that link, um, and we will be greatly appreciated. Um, but until next time. Um, as always, all that's left to say from me is stay very, very spooky, my friends. Stay spooky, people. (laughs) I'm shattered. I'm so exhausted. I really hope that I don't oh get like hit with some sort of lawsuit yeah. as a result of that as well, because that would really <laughs> suck. I'd really put it down on my week, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, bloody hell, bloody hell, Lucy. Let be. Um, not someone that I would want to go and have a drink with. I tell you what, the one thing that I am quite glad about is that her name has alliteration, 
because otherwise I would don't think I'd be able to say it as much as I have been over the last, you know, two hours. <laughs> you did you did quite well on that. Thank you. Very, Thank you. very good. No no pronunciation sure. slip ups. Proud of you. <laughs> Cheers, <Tom. laughs>